Christine Bentley here with Kate Wheeler, and you are listening to What She Said on 105.9 The Region. Today's show is brought to you by Meridian Credit Union, expecting more for your money. That's wealth esteem. And we are kicking off the long weekend talking to award-winning photographer Caitlin Cronenberg and art director Jessica Ennis, who have a new book coming out called The Endings. And it's amazing. Well, it captures celebrities like Julianne Moore, Imogen Poots, Kira Knightley, to name just a few. And what they've done is they've created stories of heartbreak, relationship endings, and new beginnings. Fictional, often inspired by real life. And the actors... Um, portray these roles. So it, it's, it's a fascinating and beautiful uh, book of images. Uh, we have a very special guest yes. for yet, a, yet another one-on-one segment. I'm going to be talking to Diane Dupuis, the founder of Famous People Players in Toronto, which she founded, as you may or may not know, 44 years ago in June. 44 years, really? Yeah. And if you are liking our one-on-ones, check out our podcast on Apple Podcasts. We just posted a mini episode featuring the latest one on one interview that we hope inspire you. Mm -hmm. Film critic Anne Brody has the latest movie and TV reviews in Saturday Night at the Movies. And she's also brought us an interview, I love this one, with the legendary Jim Cummings. Now, he's voiced many iconic characters, including Winnie the Pooh and Tigger in Disney's Christopher Robin. It's out this weekend. But what's great about this interview is a few of those furry friends stopped by to be interviewed with Anne, too, namely Tigger, (gasps) Winnie, and Piglet. Ooh, I so love, cute. I love, oh my goodness. <laughs> Emile Burbage, Toys R Us Canada's chief play officer. Oh yeah, chief play officer mm-hmm. has hot toys for all kinds of children to keep them entertained for the rest of the summer. And performing in our live studio sessions, we have 17-year-old Toronto R&B and soul artist Heather Russell, and she's going to be performing a new song called Lights Off. Now, last weekend, we talked to lifestyle expert Lena Almeida oh. about Chocolat Favori. In fact, she had to introduce herself because we were munching on the because chocolate. Because our mouths were full. Yes. Um, but we gave away a $100 gift basket. Now, they're a confectionery that's enjoyed a cult following for decades in Quebec. They're now in Ontario. So we have a coupon to get two for one on chocolate dipped ice cream until August 19th. You can find that on whatshesaidtalk.com. And also, we've got movie passes, right? Yes. Uh, double passes to advanced screenings of Dog Days in Toronto, Vancouver, Winnipeg, Ottawa, Victoria, Halifax, Calgary, and Edmonton. Tell your friends. And that's thanks to Elevation Pictures. Dog Days is a hilarious and heartfelt ensemble comedy that follows the lives of multiple dog owners and their beloved fluffy pals around sunny Los Angeles. Make sure you go to whatshesaidtalk.com and click on Contest to enter. Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler will be right back. To contact the show, go to whatshesaidtalk.com. Still being picked on for being picky? Perfect. Meridian's good-to-grow high-interest savings account was made for you. At Meridian, we say be picky. Order that half-calf, half-sweet, no-foam latte with whip. Try on your whole closet until your outfit is outstanding. And accept nothing less than 3% interest for four months when you open your first good-to-grow high-interest savings account. Meridian. Expecting more for your money. That's wealth esteem. Terms and conditions apply. This is 105.9 The Region. What she She's powerful, wonderful, honest and lovable. Now back to What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler. Joining us now is award-winning photographer Caitlin Cronenberg and art director Jessica Ennis, who have a new book coming out called The Endings. And it features some of today's most celebrated actresses, capturing them in the throes of emotional transformation. Welcome, ladies, to the show. Thank Thank you. you. Now, the book captures celebs like Julianne Moore, Imogen Poots, and Kira Knightley, to name a few. And you've created stories of heartbreak, relationship endings, and new beginnings, fictional, but often inspired by real life. So tell us about that. 
Well, we found that just in our own conversations with each other, as well as conversations with other friends who are Mm -hmm. women, especially, it just seems like a natural topic to get on discussing is relationships and relationship endings, especially because everybody knows somebody who's had a crazy breakup story or you've had your own breakup story or you've you know heard through a friend through a friend and so we found that that was really something that bonded us together and that also bonded us together with other women those those especially the bad stories of course so is it just relationships in terms of romantic relationships because i've also talked to friends about the breakdown of friendships <clears throat> or you know, when they've had a really good friend and Mm -hmm. then you've had a really serious falling out Mm -hmm. and there's a huge hole left. Absolutely. Uh, It's not a man, but it's it's a girlfriend. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if we ever, I mean, there were so many stories in the sort of breakup relationship Mm -hmm. realm that I don't know if we ever touched on friendships necessarily. Not for this project. Yeah, not for this project. But um, some of the stories, like the Belle Pally, as an example, um, was... Uh, the loss of a childhood, you know, boyfriend or friend, and she sort of comes back to this place each year and mourns. So it's it's almost about pre-romance because yeah. they were friends, but they would have thought it was love at that time or okay. as a child. Yeah. So let, let, let me get this. Let me, let me make sure I've got this straight. So yes. you <laughs> collaborate with each actress or are we meant to say act? Can you still say actor, actress, whatever? Um, <laughs> so you collaborated with them They're to one. develop a character. You build the world that she inhabits and then you photograph her as she lives the role before the camera, exactly. right? Yes. So, um, and you did one with Patricia Clarkson. Can you tell us about that? Because I'm watching her in Sharp Objects, and I am obsessed. Well, Patricia Clarkson is someone who we've always admired mm-hmm. as an actor. She is, I mean, ridiculously talented, and her range is outrageous. She's funny. She's serious. She's everything. Um, so she was one that we really hoped to get, and her story um, was one that we had wanted to do for a long time, which was the meeting of uh, an older woman with a quite, quite, quite younger man and having a tryst um, and feeling like we weren't sure if they were happy about it or if it was inappropriate or, or what sort of the the idea of that relationship was. So we shot in this incredible library, a, a private library in New York, and just created this you know, very romantic, airy, completely empty, gigantic room for her. And that was a fun a fun place for her to explore because she could, you know, walk up and down the different aisles with all of these old books. And it was very, really beautiful. And I think it inspired the airiness of that story. One of the things that's interesting about that story, too, is um, typically we don't show the other person. Um, we often mm-hmm. focus on the female subject and not the person that the relationship is ending with. Um, so there's sort of this backstory to it that, you know, she was either married or had a long-term relationship that had ended and you actually see the younger man but the younger man is not the it's not the relationship, not the, not the relationship that, that is, ended. it's not the ending is that yes. because you wanted to leave it to people's imaginations yes yeah to exactly. a certain extent okay. yeah right it seems that people do sometimes have rituals when something is over that that some sort of cathartic mm-hmm. thing that they do or, I used to get my hair cut every time yeah, they say that. Every time Cut, I had cutting a your hair short? Yeah. I, Not I, even short, just differently, like yeah. a, in an extreme a new, way. A new haircut. A new something. Mm-hmm. What are some of the other things that you discovered? Um, actually, funnily enough, two or th- possibly three of the women that we photographed broke up with their long-term their actual boyfriends <laughs> in real life after our shoot like not all oh, good work ladies yeah. <laughs> you know. i mean happily at least one is with the person that she's now marrying so that's so it was a better. trigger that they that they grabbed onto and they thought this is what yeah i think the actual on. act of the shoot was cathartic for for some of them mm-hmm. they really inhabited their characters going through this breakup and they were able to work through a few things how did you process. connect with all these amazing actors um, well, I had been working in film, so we started off with people who we knew or who I had worked with, um, and then we just sort of went from there. It was pretty experimental in the beginning, mm-hmm. so it was... We needed um, people to trust us. We needed people to trust us, and some of the initial, like Sarah Gaddon was someone who Kate had worked with, and we shot that up by my parents' house in, in Thornhill. Thornhill in a forest, <laughs> and it was like we were going through like my old breakup memorabilia that she had burned, and it was very much like a... We were a bunch playing. of friends hanging yeah. out. It was really f- a fun shoot. Yeah. And then from there, we started reaching out to agents and publicists. And we had, have sent over you know, 5,000 emails probably over the course of the last seven years, just trying to get people to 
understand what the project is. And, you know, the people at the beginning really had to trust us because we didn't have much to show in terms of examples of previous shoots. Right. And then as we collected more and more people, the publicists really responded to those images that we could show them. So the early stages, a lot of trust. Later on, we could say, hey, we've shot these other 13 great, yeah, great yeah. people. Exactly. And then it was easier to get people on board. So why did you want to capture the whole phenomenon of moving on? I mean, I think that, you know, like Kate said earlier, it's something that bonds women. And mm-hmm. we just, you know, I don't know if we necessarily intended to keep going with it, but people would work on the shoots and we would find that we would, there were just more and more stories. And we would, you know, even our subjects were like, well, this thing happened to me. Or mm-hmm. um, even one of the last, um, the last shoot in the book is actually um, a, an idea that Mary Heron, who wrote our forward, had told us about, um, which was about a woman sort of, you know, cutting up her husband, her yeah. husband's clothing All into everything into, he owned. Yeah, everything he owned into tiny little pieces. And we're like, wow, that would be beautiful. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they just they kept the ideas kept, kept coming. coming to yeah. us. I had a girlfriend that yeah. cut every single tie and the left in half and the left arm off every. See exactly, Every and th- this is more stories because that you're said hearing. It was like you, 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 you've ripped off a part of my body, yeah, and then that was wow. it. But what do you hope people take away from the images in the book? Well, we want people to have a connection to the images, whether it's mm-hmm. a positive or a negative reaction to what we're doing. We want people to to see the images and feel an emotion. So I think some of them have a more positive outcome, like Jennifer Jason Lees and Danielle Brooks. Those are about moving on, and the moving on process is a positive thing. So the ending was a good thing, mm-hmm. and it's more obvious in some of them than in others. But I think what we, we're we just hoping for a real reaction and some sort of an emotional connection one way or another. Could well, speaking just, of yeah. connection, how did you two get together? I mean, well, we've been married we, for 10 years. Yeah, we've been married for 10 years. I, yeah. I, um, to do this project. Mm-hmm. Um, we connected through Facebook initially, like over 10 years ago. Through mutual friends. Yeah, just through mutual friends. And we meant to, you know, just talk about doing a photo shoot at my grandparents' house. Which they, we did. Which we did. They have this amazing, like, time capsule mm-hmm. of a, a place. Um, and then we, we'd actually just worked on a bunch of things together over the course of 10 years and we're really close friends and we, well, Caitlin, so, yeah. you, your works appeared in publications across the world, New York times, W magazine, uh, Vogue Italia, and Jessica, as well as an art director, you're a set designer and a stop motion animator. And you've done work for MTV, Microsoft, HBO. So, I mean, together you both have, I mean, you're creating beautiful sets and you're creating the images mm-hmm. and taking the pictures. Yeah. Our, our, our professional relationship just felt natural. It felt like yeah. the n- natural next step right. um, to our friendship. So we started working on all of our shoots together. And then as these ideas kept coming, we thought, okay, let's let's go for it. And it, I mean, it did take us seven years to finish this project, but... That's you know. it. And, and the endings is available now for pre-order. It is available for pre-order. It comes out on September 4th. So it'll be in store September 4th. You can pre-order it now. Um, our website is thisistheendings.com. And there's a pre-order link. Canada, U.S., U.K., Amazon. I, I can, I can hear, this is the end. <laughs> I play in the background of this. But it's this is the endings. Yes. yes. Dot com. Um, so, yeah. Any other projects yeah. that you two are going to? Because oh obviously this oh is <laughs> a great collaboration. I don't think we've had a chance to even think no. about the future yeah. from this point. We both have kids and it'll be nice to see them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You Before have a that point. relationship ends. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Before that ends. Um, so, so we're like seven years. I yeah. mean, it must be. Are you breathing a sigh of relief? Is it like giving birth? A hundred percent. Yeah, we're talking about the seven-year gestation period of this yeah. book, and yeah. it actually feels like you see it on the more table than now. elephants. More yeah. than an elephant. Yeah, it's I mean, only two years for yeah. elephants. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, like people people ask that, and it's not. It obviously wasn't a consistent. Seven years. I mean, not every day. We, yeah, yeah, we We've both had, lives. had children, and yeah. we, you know, we worked on these shoots, pregnant, and there's with our kids on yeah. set. <laughs> but it's so lovely because we can, you know, look back at the photos and kind of remember where we were too at at those moments. Yeah, mm-hmm. we did That's a series awesome. of shoots in L.A. where Jess was pregnant, series in London where I was pregnant, and we were like, oh. Remember that? <laughs> well, yeah. uh, we're delighted. So again, it's this is the endings dot com. Caitlin Cronenberg uh, and Jessica Ennis, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, she said.
What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler will be right back. Meridian's three-year escalator GIC can help you save for a bucket list trip. In the first year, earn 2% interest. In the second, 3%. In the third, 4%. Those escalating savings could be the difference between this trip and this trip. Visit a branch or meridiancu.ca today to get started. Meridian, saving for a better life while living your best life. That's wealth esteem. Terms and conditions apply. Escape instantly with Kobo. Discover nearly 6 million ebooks and audiobooks on Kobo.com. Download the free Kobo app and start reading today. It's a world of stories in the palm of your hand. Passion is everything when it comes to hair, so trust your hair to an artist. Jason Kearns of Kearns & Co. is known across North America for making the hottest high-fashion looks work for real people. Jason and his team of expert stylists bring together creativity, vision, and the very latest hair care systems, color, and products to create looks that have heads turning. Your hair is the most important fashion accessory you will ever own. Trust it to the experts. Start today. Visit kernsandco.com. This is 105.9 The Region. What she said. She's powerful, wonderful, honest and lovable. Now back to What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler. Welcome back. And today we have a very, very special guest for our one-on-one segment, the incomparable Diane Dupuis, the founder of Famous People Players. Welcome back to What She Said, Diane. Well, thank you for having me. Now, if we were to list all the awards that have been bestowed on you and Famous People Players, we wouldn't have any time to chat but let's just say you founded Famous People Players 44 years ago in June? 44. Two months later, you played your first show at the Canadian National Exhibition. Today, it is world-renowned, has played all over the world, and Diane, a member of the Order of Canada, her mother, and the whole company have been covered in accolades and awards. For any listeners who don't know about Famous People Players or haven't seen one of your shows Describe what it's all about. Well, I founded the company in 1974, and what, uh, Christine, which is really wonderful, and I look back on my life, is that we were the pioneers who first brought integration to the forefront of of the world for people with disabilities, and thus the ripple effect that took place on that brought in inclusion and integration as the main thread for Canada, and were written up in the Canadian Encyclopedia under Historia, and it's it's it's. You, I look back on the past, and I'm very moved by it because at the time we I didn't realize what we were doing. You know, you were just so young at the time, and you know, you just didn't realize the movement that we were creating. And uh, about a year ago, I was asked to be a judge for a community living place where they bring up the talent of all the people they were going to perform Mm -hmm. and everything and it was wonderful and I was listening to it watching it and I I thought how do you vote on something where everybody is just so magnificent and then at the end the last number was a choir and the conductor stepped forward and he said I want to take this moment how excited Everybody in the choir is backstage that you're here, Diane, because if it wasn't for you, none of us would ever be up on this stage. And I broke down and cried. He says, you set the whole trend. Now we're all integrated. Now we're all doing this, and we owe it to you. And they sang hallelujah. And, of course, I've never forgotten that moment. And, of course, I always leave feeling, you know, I got to do better because I owe it to these people, but I owe it to a a donor who walks in our Dine and Dream Theater and comes for dinner and show, uh, maybe leaves a little donation. Uh, I take that very personally because it's about trust, and trust is very important to me. I guess that being raised by the Loretto nuns, trust, you know, you got it, you know, and that's the way it it went for me. And the show, we've been to Broadway, it's black light. You don't see... Yeah, let's explain to people. It is is like human puppets. 
It's human. You know what? It, it, we were talking about this on the way up. Remember Gene Shalit, that critic on NBC yeah. with the big fancy yeah. mustache used yeah. to come out? He saw us at Radio City Music Hall, and he says, the best way to describe this magnificent show is it's like seeing Fantasia, Walt Disney's Fantasia, yeah. Perform live before your eyes with black light. With it's all under black light and illusion. You don't see the performers at all. The only time you meet them is in the curtain call. So, I want to know when was your aha moment? You started this forty-four years ago. What happened where you said, oh, "I think I'm going to do this"? Gosh. Never been asked that question. That's a good question. I'm going to found the famous people players. Yeah. Well, I had a lot of problems. Uh, no, as a child, I couldn't concentrate. I still have trouble concentrating in school. So was it ADHD? It was ADHD. Now, and in those that's days, what I would of course, be, you know, and uh, but ADHD, I really believe, means awesome dreams with high drama. <laughs> so. Not doing well and having a lot of creativity in me. My mother was the one who inspired me to go and and listen to my heart and do what is meant to be done, which is your creativity. And she made me my hand puppets. Whereas Mother Pertillo, my teacher at Loretto, the nun, I remember her to this day. She goes, child, I can see now what you're going to do with your life. You're going to do something wonderful in theater, but I have to fail you for grade six. So, you know, it was it was very, all that, all those people that came along in those early days pushed me. And it was one night, and I, I'm a dreamer when I go to sleep at night. I can't, I, sometimes I wake up and I'm so tired from dreaming. I mean, I, in the last hours, but it was almost like, I can't explain it. My puppets came to life that I was working on and there was all these people and they were revealing their faces and that's basically how it's the spark in my head but then another spark came when I went to a, a place in Toronto called the Surrey Place Center at that time and I have to say it sorry folks for the mentally retarded to do a little show mm -hmm. puppet show that I was doing and a young girl had a seizure and all those kids got up and helped her and nobody laughed nobody was crazy like they described these people to be and I thought oh my god they shouldn't be here they should be doing something and and then I looked around and I could see ceramics they built and the famous Christmas cards that they once did and I says why aren't they out seeing how that when the people buy them how much joy it brings so it was all those little seeds that were planted. But, but also, you you had a pretty tough childhood. And I think, um, I, I know your dad was an alcoholic. Yeah. And you have told people that you sometimes were locked in the basement. Yeah, I was locked and in the basement. And that's when you When he would, got very angry, yeah, I was sent to sit, sit in a dark basement with no lights, lights on. on. And that's when and you that, would... And that's where I fantasized to escape the horrors that were going on with my dad, certainly. And there was a little record player that I had down there. I'm calling it a record player. And boy, I'm really dating myself, eh? But anyway, and I played this song from the movie Pinocchio that when you wish upon a star, it makes no difference who you are. And I also pretended I was Cinderella down there waiting for my Prince Charming. So it, I kept going into my imagination, which was... What protected me? It protected me from the the horrors of the abuse. It protected me from uh, the the fears that I had. I covered it up with some daydreaming, which is what ADHD is very good at. You know, you just daydream away, and you you lock yourself away from the outside world, and and that's when you you can't concentrate. Well, because you're concentrating on something else. And I had a little imaginary horse, and I would ride that horse. Yeah. Now there's no question that. Um you know, you had hurdles to overcome in the past 44 years, lots of them. Where does a young girl from Hamilton get the strength to just push through? Where did that resilience in you come from? Well, I think certainly Maybe it was mother. at times from my mom. My mom was a single parent 
We saw our mother become a cleaning lady, a dressmaker, um, an entrepreneur. She should we make... just should, should we just tell people she's a hundred and two point four? That's right. And until very recently, was doing all the laundry for your for your doing company, the laundry, building the puppets, doing the sets, doing the costumes, telling me what to do, driving me crazy. We miss her at work, but she still comes in on Saturdays, and she'll do the laundry. At 102? Going on 103, Three. she'll be out. She's going to make sure you know that it's 102.5 months or whatever it is. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> and she always does that. She's at Humberview Heights now, Village of Humberview Heights. I hear she's having a ball. She's having a ball. And she loves it. And, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're coming to the Asian Fusion Night. She wants to see what these girls have done and how they've done it. And uh, it's wonderful. Well, you have really changed, I think, the perception uh, about people with a handicap and also about women. How fulfilling is that for you personally? Well, you see, I don't realize I've done all those things because I'm still busy trying to find, uh, trying to, to better myself, trying to get out of it. It's, it's always one problem after another. I was listening to Chef Mark McEwen the other day in an interview, and he was talking about that when you become um, a leader or a chef or anything, it's all about problems. And every day, he says, it starts in the morning and goes to the end of the night. It's always about a problem and how to solve that problem and reinventing yourself. So I'm always trying to reinvent the famous people players and take it up another level and another level. Now, I don't do the job that I used to do at Famous People Players. I don't direct. I don't teach. I don't do that. My daughter has taken over that whole position and has done an absolutely fabulous job, I must say. And not because she's my daughter, because I'm her worst critic. And I get on to her when I don't like something, but it's very rare. She just blows me away. with I, I, I get frustrated because I go, why didn't I think of that? Why didn't I think of that? But uh, she's done great with that. And then I'm, a, I'm now a grandmother, and I have a, an ADHD out of control 12-year-old yeah. <laughs> who I love desperately. But, you know, there's a lot of strain on that. And, and you know, a beautiful husband who reminds me of the wonderful Spencer Tracy <laughs> in movies that I've seen, the way he speaks to people when he's a husband, like, wonderful. And I'm blessed. I'm blessed. But now I take, I really work on the future of the company and where I think it should go. And it's tough in this world to come up with something to reinvent yourself because this world is a very sad place. It really is. Let's but get more, to that in a moment. Okay. I just want to let anybody who's just tuning in now, let them know that you are listening to our one-on-one -on -one conversation with Diane Dupuis, the incomparable woman who started Famous People Players. This is 105.9 The Region. Diane, where are you going? What do you see in the future? Well, we're all sitting down and having a meeting next week about it, and we're going to put a strategic plan together. We are definitely going to do a museum because uh, the history is so rich. Right. And um, CBC is going to help us with that because they've got uh, the first documentary ever made where they flew with us on the plane going down to Las Vegas for that first show with Liberace, the very first show, and not telling anybody who we were because at that time we were labeled mentally retarded. And I asked Roy Bonestiel if he would do this, and we keep it quiet because nobody ever knew. And they filmed it. I'm so glad I did that because we were told no press, no nothing. And they came and they followed us. And uh, they've got that original. And, and, and I like to view it because back then I was a maniac. Get it going. Get it up. Got the lights yelling. Can't get You like this? Because at that time, the big trend, because we all change in, gen yeah. in generations, was the miracle worker. Remember that scene yeah. with Anne Bancroft? It's, it's this, you, can you not listen? Down, bring it down, do this, you know, like, you know. And I go repeat it, and I, oh, I was having a, a nervous breakdown at such a young age in my 20s, early 20s. But uh, it'd be interesting to see. I don't think I could recognize, recognize myself in this. I was so young at that time and skinny. But um, 
weren't we? We're going to put it all together because what when we do our school shows, nobody knows when they come where it all started. They were stunned, the high school students, that there was a time in Canada where we were segregated yeah. and not allowed to be integrated into society. We had the institution up in Aurelia with no doors on the washroom. We were labeled mentally retarded. There was no forks and knives for them to eat their dinner with for fear they'd be stabbing everybody. I mean, all this kind of stuff that would go on. And I volunteered up there, and it just it, it, sh- it shook me so much that it's also one of the other reasons why I wanted to do something, and I chose black light so nobody would see them. You see, that was the uh. whole reason for black light, because nobody wanted them. So we kept it very, very quiet. And uh, so we're going to have a museum. And, and we want to, we, our school shows are so wonderful because they're all about entrepreneurship and discovering the dream that's inside you. So you fail in school. Well, failing is good. So maybe you're not cut out for math. Maybe you're not cut out for a lot of things. But what do you think you are cut out for? What do you like to do? And let's work with that and see. And, you know, it's surprisingly all my co-op students that come in, I mentor them. Because I love doing that. And to see just, and we're not talking disability here. We're talking your everyday student in high school should all experience famous people players. Because the co-op program with us is outstanding. And in the end of it, they're all hired on for jobs. That's wonderful. So it's really wonderful. It really is. Diane Dupuis, thank you so much for joining us. You are an amazing woman, and we are all going to watch with bated breath for the next 30 years Well, let's what hope you're so. going to be up to, because <laughs> if Mary can make it to 102 well, plus, then you're going to follow in her footsteps and probably even last longer. Well, God bless you, and thank you so much. And to all of you listening, please come to Famous People Players. Check out our Instagram and our Facebook and post something. I'll be posting something about you. Thanks, and Diane. And you too, Christine. Thank you. What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler will be right back. Meridian's three-year escalator GIC can help you save for a bucket list trip. In the first year, earn 2% interest. In the second, 3%. In the third, 4%. Those escalating savings could be the difference between this trip and this trip. Visit a branch or meridiancu.ca today to get started. Meridian, saving for a better life while living your best life. That's wealth esteem. Terms and conditions apply. Escape instantly with Kobo. Discover nearly 6 million ebooks and audiobooks on Kobo.com. Download the free Kobo app and start reading today. It's a world of stories in the palm of your hand. This is 1059 The Region. What she She's powerful, wonderful, honest and lovable. Now back to What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler. Well, Saturday night at 8 o'clock, I know where I'm gonna go. I'm gonna pick my baby up and take her to the picture show. And joining us now for Saturday Night at the Movies is our wonderful film critic, Anne Brody. And speaking of Aww. wonderful people, there's a whole lot of them. And Christopher Robin <laughs> out now. What's the premise? <laughs> Christopher Robin has grown up. He's mm-hmm. moved away from the 100-acre wood. And all his little buddies, Eeyore, Piglet, uh, Tigger, Owl. and Winnie. And Kanga. Mm-hmm. So he's gone away. He's become a husband and father. He's in. He's working in the city. He's got a big, stressful job. And he's forgotten all about his friends. So he goes back there on assignment. And um, he, uh, he meets him. And he's like, oh, yeah, hi. It, very cool. Very cool. But then he has a crisis. He has to get back to London. He forgets something. And the animals, they have to leave the 100-acre wood to save him. 
So, yeah, meanwhile, can't he's not... imagine Eeyore is very happy about that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, know who, you know who voices Eeyore? No. Brad Garrett. Oh, Brad Garrett, really? <laughs> yeah. um, so they save the day, and beautiful, beautiful art direction. You know, and, old London. And does he? Does he then fall back in the fold? Well, eventually. Spoiler. <laughs> but, but it's it's a tough go. He's just put them right out of his head because he's a big shot businessman who doesn't have any time for his family. Oh, so lots of lessons. Aww. All right, you got to go check out our social media at What She Said Talk too, because Anne did some interviews with um, Winnie the Pooh and. Tigger. Tigger and Piglet, which is so cute because Piglet's sitting on a stack of books because he just gets lost in that chair. And and after this, we want you to definitely stay tuned because we are playing Anne's interview with the legendary Jim Cummings, who is the voice behind Pooh, Tigger, and pretty much every character you ever loved. I know. He must be pretty rich, eh? <laughs> so we go some, from something pretty innocent to something pretty juicy. <clears throat> Scotty and the secret history <gasps> Turn of away Hollywood. Turn away Sensitive or puritanical, or <laughs> yeah. you don't believe so that okay. you know, all it's these the stars truth. were pretty yeah. busy and they're off screen True time. Oh my word! In ways who? you'd never see these days. Of True, of Scotty Bowers, who uh, he was just a street guy, and he would start to set up people like Catherine Hepburn with all her female lovers, mm-hmm. 150 and 39 years. Spencer Tracy and his gay lovers, <gasps> Cary Grant and his gay lovers, Randolph Scott, Randolph Scott. He was one Cole of them. Cole Porter, Bette Davis. I mean, oh. J. Edgar Hoover. Well, we that, know about well, that we one knew too. That. Yeah. Well, look at these. I mean. The it, it's amazing. <laughs> Betty Davis. Yeah. Lawrence really Olivier. Hard. Oh my God. Yeah. Vivian Lee. He had a yep. he had a three way with uh, William Lana Holden Turner and Ava Gardner. I thought Scotty William, did. I, th- I thought William Holden was madly in love with. Oh come on! That's all Hollywood. No, who is who is he this... supposed to be madly in love with? Uh, Natalie. Um, no, not Natalie Wood. William Holden. No. Yeah, I Natalie Wood. No. Natalie. Well, I've got another juicy tidbit for you, Eddie. <gasps> Eddie Fisher. His marriage to Debbie Reynolds mm-hmm. was a setup, a complete mm-hmm. loveless setup. Yeah, I heard that too. And yeah, so it wasn't a big surprise when we left for and Elizabeth. Anyway, the Scotty Bowers did such great business until the AIDS epidemic hit. And he's in this. He's talking. It's based on his memoirs. But honestly, your jaw will fall on the floor if you watch this. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I see the word gangbang parties in here. Uh, we weren't going to say that, Chris. <laughs> But yeah, no, very interesting. Some of the stories will, will curl your hair. Catherine Hepburn, though, I mean, I mean, he said um, that Catherine Hepburn and Spencer Tracy never actually slept no, together because they were both, both gay. Of, were, were gay, yeah, which is is fine. But I mean, in that time, I'm Catherine Hepburn was considered outrageous because I mean, fifty. Well, what it was now, 80 years ago, I guess she like put on a pair of pants. Yeah, right. She wore yeah, trousers. Like Marlene and, Dietrich, and she another. Was the, like they were, they yeah. were the ones to do it. But she openly lived with women throughout her life. So. However, uh, Scotty Bowers helped uh, the studio kill a book that was coming out to Outer in oh. the 30s. Okay. So, you know, it was a very uh, unbalanced time then. Okay. So next we have McQueen. Yes, <laughs> a little different. This is a jaw-droppingly beautiful film on the late great designer Alexander McQueen, who grew up in small town England, went to London, became world renowned. And at the height of his uh, fame, he was designing for three houses, doing 12 collections a year, as opposed to most designers who did two. Mm -hmm. And he he mixed the old classics, the old masters, street art and macabre, i.e. skulls, um, dead things, a really interesting mix. Mm-hmm. Um, and and he lost weight, and that kind of ruined everything for him. And he, he went on a huge depression mm, really? and, uh, and hung himself. And uh, now you have an interview up on the site with the filmmakers? The of filmmakers, what you said, talk. yeah. Com. That's great. Now we know you love Acorn. What's new on Acorn? Acorn. No offense. Is the name of a series about women. <laughs> I was going to say, I didn't take any offense to the fact that you loved watching Acorn. It's okay. <laughs> no it's offense. Called no offense. Series two. Yes. Can you read what they said about the lead character? Um, this is a this is a press release quote which said the dizzying, dizzyingly capable but unquestionably unhinged uh, di Vivian Deering, unquestionably unhinged. Yeah. Okay. And she sets the tone for the entire uh, police station. So it's a comedy crime drama. It's it's really good. It goes at such a clip. You really have to pay attention. It's so funny. It's lol. 
It's laughing out loud. It's a lull. Okay, it's a lull. And season Which four. I used to think meant lots of love. It was kind of confusing. And season four of AMC's uh, acclaimed series, yeah. Better Call Saul. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's starting awesome. up. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And, uh, cool. and, uh, and also something called Lodge 49, which is a new series for Wyatt Hudson, who's Kate and Russell, Kate and Kurt's kid. See, Excellent. we barely skimmed the surface here, but it's all on our website, all the rest. Yes. Absolutely. All the reviews are up now at whatshesaidtalk.com. Thanks, Sam. You're welcome. Connect with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler at whatshesaidtalk.com. We're back with film critic Ann Brody, who sat down with Jim Cummings, who voices Winnie the Pooh and Tigger in Disney's Christopher Robin, which is in theaters now. Take a listen. Oh, I do like a party. Come on, Pig. What should happen if you forget about me? Silly old bear. I won't ever forget about you, Pooh. I promise. Not even when I'm 100. Now, according to IMDb, you have around 537 credits. You win. Okay, I'll <laughs> take it. I don't think anyone has that number of credits. Uh, gosh, I, I don't know what to say about that. I, God bless the people who sit there and count. Because <laughs> I, I wasn't that good at math. So I'll take your word for it, Ann. Thank you. That's fantastic. Um, you know, when you're in, uh, when you're on your own, and I was thinking particularly in this one because there's so much um, uh, physical movement and tripping and falling and all of that. How do you get that into your voice? You know, I think I'm used to it. From I, I come from a large family, and I, I, I was tripped and whacked and and thrown down steps, and it's just. You know, relive. It's just sat- Saturday morning to me, or Tuesday afternoon. It's uh, it's not a problem, you know. And I went to Catholic school, so I was used to ducking. And uh, you know, it it all works. It, you keep all those little emotions, and you never know when you'll need them. Mm-hmm. When you get a compulsion out of the hundred acre woods, you never know, right? Oh, I love it. Uh, does it f- doing this this film that? Uh, brings to life and well live action um this beloved story it's a responsibility but it also must bring you joy to have contributed to it oh very much so i I think you know everybody's got a soft spot in their hearts uh, for the hundred acre wood and you know all these beautiful stories that a.a milne started and embarrassed his son with god bless him but uh yeah i it's it's i think of it honestly like a a privilege and, a, and an honor to to bring these characters into the next century. Been doing it a while now. I'm glad glad what, they're still. What happened? Me. How did how did it begin with you? Uh, well, uh, back gosh, '87, uh, ABC and Disney were separate companies then, and uh, it had been 20 years something since anybody had heard anything from Winnie the Pooh, the, the original three shorts. And they decided, well, let's bring that bear. Maybe that bear, the hundred acre one. Let's bring them back <laughs> and bear. do. Uh, let's do. Let's you know. Let's do an animated series. And and it was very successful. And you know, they sent out a call for auditions. You know, for people to read. Uh, and it was funny. I, I remember hearing that Burgess Meredith read for Winnie the Pooh and uh, E.G. Marshall. <laughs> I, E.G. Marshall. I, I, that's what I heard. I I could be wrong, but that's funny. Uh, I, I I don't know. But I ended up getting the call, and uh, and now I, I lucked out. I get to hang out with you. Oh, isn't that sweet? Now, you said at one point that you recognized Sterling Holloway's voice, but you were oh, too that, frightened to go to him. Well, I, did, yeah, I didn't know what to say. I, I, my wife and I were in uh, Laguna Beach, California at the time, and he, he, had, he was retired even then. This is before I was in the business, but uh, I knew that he was retired. And... Um, we're sitting there in a diner, thought we were the only people there, and waitress walks over the corner and says, well, have you decided uh, what, you, what you would like to have? And you hear this little voice, I believe I shall have the chowder. And I went, because it's very distinct. Yeah, that was just his voice. That's just the way he spoke. Wow. And I kind of got up and I looked over there, and there, there was Sterling Holloway. God bless him. He looked like an albino crow. He had all that, that big spray of hair, that white hair. And he was, you know, sitting there just as cute as he could be. And, and I thought, I should go up and say something to him. But, but I, what do you say? You're Winnie the Pooh, man. Uh, you know, that wouldn't have. Uh, now I'm you're Winnie right, the right. Pooh. Yeah. Man. Now you're Winnie the Pooh. Has anyone recognized you in that same way? My uh, voice? N- no. 
No, uh, not not that way. Uh, although my albino crow impression is pretty good, but no, I uh, no, I, because it's uh, occasionally somebody will hear a little dark-winged duck or some tigger in my voice that I don't really put there, but I don't know what they're talking about. Uh, <laughs> but but they, you know, he was just speaking. He wasn't really doing a character voice, and I'm 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 doing him basically. So amazing and pouring now, honey on it. Pouring. Well, that's the main thing, right? That's right. Now, these voices, these these four voices, do you sort of keep them in a library so that you can bring out any of them at any time for these films? Or is, is each time a new beginning? Uh, well, no, they have to stay the same. Yeah. You know, if you think about it, you don't want them to... I mean, it's it's a new storyline and it's a new approach in that but sense. Nothing's but nothing's different. Yeah, it's got to stay the same. That's part of the. But that stays in your in your consciousness. Apparently you can so. just Turn it right on. Yeah. At this point, I have to say yes, it does. <laughs> you tell me. Oh yeah. That <laughs> does was it? Great. Okay. Yes. But I'll tell you, when I see you and McGregor, I still can't get train spotting out of my mind. <laughs> oh jeez. Well, we'll forgive you. Thank you. I promise you, this will get it out of your mind. So sweet. And yeah. the voices. Yeah, it's Thank all you. good. Thank you. That was great, Anne. And that's not all. A few furry friends stop by after you spoke with Jim. You'll have to go to our social media at What She Said Talk to see. It's super cute. Let's take a listen. Who? Christopher Robin. No. No, 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 no. I can't believe I'm meeting you, Pooh. This is so exciting. Tell me what your favorite part of the film was. Well, all my friends are a part of it, of course. And um, the honey and... um... I know you love honey. So is this your first live-action movie? Oh, no, we didn't do any drawing in this one, I understand. (laughs) That's cool. You look good in person. Okay, I'm not sure if you've seen it yet, but what are your expectations of Christopher Robin? Oh, this promises to be a most excellent film. I hope you're as excited for this as I am. I've seen it, and I loved it. So, Piglet, are you a diva on set? Oh, well, I usually disagree with everyone on set. Also, I'm, I'm too afraid to say no. <laughs> you must miss Christopher Robin since the film stopped shooting. Oh, it's been, it's been so long. <laughs> oh, I haven't seen them since... Um... Yesterday. <laughs> Hi, Tigger. What was it like getting back with everybody? Have they changed? It's been incredible. Everyone's precisely the same, except me. I'm more Tiggery than ever. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Eeyore. So, did you just run to the set when you got the call? Well, um, it's not like I'm that busy anyway. What was the best part of making the film with your fellow cast members? We spent some time together, which was nice. Don't get too excited. Thank you so much. What a pleasure to talk to you. What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler will be right back. Still being picked on for being picky? Perfect. Meridian's good-to-grow high-interest savings account was made for you. At Meridian, we say be picky. Order that half-calf, half-sweet, no-foam latte with whip. (sighs) Try on your whole closet until your outfit is outstanding. And accept nothing less than 3% interest for four months when you open your first good-to-grow high-interest savings account. Meridian, expecting more for your money. That's wealth esteem. Terms and conditions apply. This is 105.9 The Region. Now back to What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler. And joining us now is Emil Burbage. Hello. Hello. He's Toys R Us Canada's chief play officer who has brought in some hot toys that will keep children entertained all season long. We're happy to have you back on the show. And, and let's start with who you're holding. I'm holding here baby Annabelle. And okay. she looks like a real baby and feels like a real baby. Mm-hmm. And not only that, now she speaks and she can react to motion and touch. And when you when you rock her, she can start to sleep. And not only that, when you feed her her water on her water bottle and you press on her heart, she mm-hmm. starts to pee. 
<laughs> just like a real baby. Like a real baby. <laughs> exactly. And she also can cry. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure we want to hear her cry. No, I don't, I'm not sure. We want to keep Annabelle happy. So yeah. age range, um, anybody that likes little dolls, what's, oh, starting over, what, four, maybe three, four? What would yeah, you say? Three, four, that's a pretty good starting age. Yeah. Well, I happen to have a niece, Annabelle, who is three. Oh. Uh, three. I wonder if she'd like a, a baby, Annabelle, because she just got a baby sister yeah. herself, a real one. Oh, did she? Yeah. <laughs> well, sure, but that's, she can, this would be better to practice on. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yes. Very cute. And you said... She feels, she responds to touch. Yes, she does. Oh, hang on. I have the baby. There she is. Throw her over. (laughs) So what? Let me see. So when you rock her, she can go to sleep. Like a real, there you go. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Her eyes closed. Oh, yeah. Very cute. Okay. There you go. (laughs) She sighs. (laughs) It's a a little snore, I think. Yeah. Yeah, Maybe. That's like a little (laughs) snore. Okay. All right. That's Annabelle. Uh, and there's the crying. See, she doesn't like me. I'm going to give her back to you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> what's our What's our next thing? Um, Jurassic Park. Yes, Jurassic Park is a new movie. We have two of them. So we're going to start with Lego here. This is the T-Rex transport. It's a Toys R Us exclusive. So mm-hmm. you can only find it at Toys R Us. And the dinosaur, the T-Rex here, is only in this set. Okay, and it's it's a transport truck that is carrying a dinosaur. A dinosaur. Yes. So it comes with two guards and Zia with her mobile lab. And so you can go on adventures with the dinosaurs, save the dinosaurs from the island. You can put them in this cage. You can have Zia uh, taking care of the dinosaurs here so okay. to, for medical care. Mm-hmm. And uh, there you go. You have a fun little truck for transportation oh, and, takes fun, and fun. I, perfect. Okay, and you've got a bigger... I have a bigger, bigger. Jurassic World. Yes. This one is the Imaginex Jurassic World Indoraptor. He's a and raptor, all right. He is a raptor. Look at those talons. And he comes <laughs> with here, one of the Owen, one of the main characters from the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And look at this. When you put him... The, oh! He follows it. He follow, oh, oh, he's, he's eating Christine's computer. <laughs> so he follows Owen's ATV when you put him in front. And the faster you go, the faster the dinosaur will go. Oh really? Yes. Does the mouth open? The mouth opens. Oh yeah. It, the action, the the power pad on the top. So you, when you put the character here and you press, <gasps> there you go. You can make mm, him grow. Scary. And when you t- you turn it, he just moves forward. Okay, so those look like a lot of fun, and we like to have fun and learn at the same time. Exactly. So Leapstart has come up with something. Leapstart has this interactive book, the the Leapfrog Leapstart. Mm-hmm. My children had leapfrog. Yes, I I've bought I that had too before and too. I really liked it. They're, they're and fabulous. this is very cool too. Right. So it's for younger kids from I'd say uh, until a ten, mm-hmm. and you, there's more than thirty activity per book. So it's an interactive book. Comes with a pen, and you touch. You can touch everything in the book, and it makes sounds. And you can learn colors. You can learn letters. You can learn all tons of essential and useful things. Mm-hmm. Every book have around 30 activities which is pretty good pretty good and there's tons of add-ons so let's say if i finish this book i can get another book to play with and it has a volume control which is great for parents yeah (laughs) how did you know emil (laughs) (laughs) okay so this is actually uh, emil your your last year as the chief play officer three years you've been doing this time to move on yeah it's been great it's it's time to pass the toy torch on and the toy torch (laughs) and they probably have one of those share my experiences to a new and younger CPO. Now, all these toys are available at any Toys R Us uh, Canada. Yes. And people can probably find them online as well. Mm-hmm. That's excellent. Well, uh, well done. You've been a, a, a great chief play officer, well, CPO. thank you. I'm still here all year. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy. I'm, I'm happy to... to, to I'm, en- I'm, en- I'm going to enjoy my last year. Well, Absolutely. we'll have you back before Christmas. How's that? <laughs> That's great. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Connect with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler at whatshesaidtalk.com. Why did you turn all the lights off? Seems like the wrong thing to do. 
joining us now is Toronto R&B and soul artist Heather Russell. Welcome to What She Said. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> You're only 17 years old, and that was your song Lights Off that's featured on your upcoming EP that will be out August 10th. Mm-hmm. What can you tell us about that? Um, this album, uh, My Metropolis, I've, I'm so happy with it. It's been something... Uh, working with Gladiator and the Reza Brothers and just the making of this album has been an amazing experience and uh, just a fun one. I'm so happy and excited for people to hear it. <laughs> now, do I have this right? You were signed to a record label at the age of 10 by Samuel by Simon Cowell. Yes. That is amazing. Is that how the whole music career began? <laughs> yeah, actually, I was, yeah, at the time when he saw me, I was nine. Um, I had posted some YouTube videos of me singing some original songs, and uh, one of his, um, somebody that he worked with had seen my video when he showed Simon, and Simon flew me out, and <laughs> I played a song for him, and then he ended up signing, signing me, like, wow. spontaneously, yeah. <laughs> wow, that's unbelievable. Thank you. Wow. Yeah. So... Who are your musical influences? I have a lot of musical influences. I'm pretty thankful uh, because my parents kind of kept me pretty well-rounded as a kid. They played me all sorts of artists from like James Brown, you know, to David Bowie, to Prince, to Queen. So those are a lot of my uh, influences growing up. Uh, And then people that I really latched on to, like my biggest influence probably would be like Alicia Keys. Mm-hmm. And Paul McCartney, those two. Um, so yeah, and now like new people like SZA, like I just yeah. So you write your own songs? I do, yeah. And where does that come from? <sighs> Writing for me has kind of always been an outlet for me. Writing music was something that I used to express myself, and everyone in my family, like my dad, wrote music, so he inspired that a lot. Um, and it was just kind of something that I kind of just latched onto as I got older. Mm. Yeah. So how uh, where can people find you online and get the EP, which is available August the 10th? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it'll be on Apple Music and Spotify and SoundCloud, I believe. Mm-hmm. Are yeah. you doing a tour with it? Um, I have a lot of upcoming performances. I, I mean, I'd love to do a tour, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if things go well and people enjoy the music, which, you know, I hope they do, yeah, I would love to go on tour in the future. I'm sure I will at some point. Um, but yeah, Spotify, Apple Music, it'll all be there. It'll all be there. So, so how would you describe your music and the songs? Truthful, truthful, and truthful and experimental. Uh, with this album, you know, I I stepped out of my comfort zone a lot. Especially if you look at music that I had before that, it's definitely it was new for me, uh, while still staying true to who I am as an artist and being true to you know my sense of style in terms of music. Um, so yeah, I think it's a true representation of who I am as an artist, while also showing the growth in the last year. Well, uh, Heather Russell, good luck to you. And thank, <laughs> thank you, you so much for joining us today. Yeah. That is it for What She Said. We will be back again tomorrow at noon right here on 105.9 The Region. But right now, singing us out in our live studio <laughs> sessions, here is Heather Russell performing Lights Off. <laughs>
Off of the night, making me lose my sight. Nobody cares if it's right. I'm up a light, cut the tension with a night, babe. It's never too late. What you gonna say? Like enemy in that way, treating me just like a slave. Hey, know that I'm crazy. I never get, know that I'm striving to fight. Yeah, I get, I'm me. Deep in the night, we get lost in the streets. Look at each other, we feel too deep. Not the lights, I feel like you can breathe out. I'm Andrea Askowitz. And I'm Allison Langer. And we are the hosts of Writing Class Radio, a podcast, but we are so much more. We have writing classes. So if you are looking for live online classes where you can join a community, write to a prompt, get feedback, and get better, check out all our classes at writingclassradio.com. And listen to our podcasts wherever you get your podcasts and at writingclassradio.com. I'm Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.